Welcome to Lame Stream here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can follow me on Twitter at Scavendish. If you like this show, you could rate it, you could review it, you can subscribe to it. But most of all, smash, smash, smash that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. Share the product, the YouTube, the socials, do all of that stuff. And of course, smash the subscribe button. The de- the guest on the show today, Austin Stanley. He is the A in A to Z. And if you do not know, because I, I do get asked this a stupid amount of times, uh, Austin and Zach is the A in the Z in, in A to Z sports. It's not overly complicated. They told that story the last time they were on the show. Austin and Zach, A to Z, will launch into five new markets they announced this week. They're going to dive into Cincinnati, Tampa, Green Bay, uh, they're already in Dallas and Kansas City. They're going to go into Chicago. So they will have eight markets up and running here uh, over the course of the the, next, the coming days. And so we had a long conversation with him about their model, why it's been successful, the evolution of digital advertising, and, uh, of course, uh, where the future of A to Z sports is going to be. I'm excited to see this. Uh, it, this, is a, this is a fun conversation because it, this is a guy who has transitioned from just you know, two friends doing, doing their thing in this video stream to expanding into what, you know, what is a really big business now. Uh, and it's fun kind of, kind of picking the, picking this apart with them. Well, and as we, and again, you can go back and listen when I think it was one of our first, very first episodes. Uh, it was the first did, or second. Yeah. Like way back in, this would be September of 2020 and Zach and Austin were on together and, and we'll talk with Zach soon here, but, but Zach basically said, we just do the internet better than everybody else. <laughs> and they, and they did it sort of ahead of the curve. And now you go onto Twitter and you see college basketball live stream shows, uh, you know, with Jeff Goodman and you, it's everywhere. Well, and, well, and, they, were, and it, they were ahead of the curve. And it's crazy that, I mean, the, the, the thing that they were doing sports talk in a digital format is now the thing that everybody's doing. Like, I, like I wake up in the morning and, you know, usually one of the first tweets I see when I'm scrolling through my thing is, you know, uh, Rex Road and Robbie's, show on 102.5 and you know the outkick guys uh, i i don't know that i ever come to them except by a twitter stream uh and, and you know a lot of people are like that with youtube they have they're, they're dedicated youtube watchers and and they'll that that's how they're getting their content you know the growth of this they just happen to be there first and but everybody else is kind of is kind of, is kind of getting back in is getting into that space and Notably, they're measuring that space. Yes, and selling off of it. That so. that is that is what's important. And obviously, you listen to the four forty first before any of that. But it's fine. It's okay. Of course, um, it's, it's okay. Uh, we will have some ratings and recommendations, of course, later on after our conversation with Austin. But before we do, Lamestream Sports is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Jasper's. Always brought to you by Jasper's, home of free parking, great food. And just really one of the loveliest places to watch a game. It, it is quite lovely. Uh, great drink specials for the Preds games. They have 28 games left to go. They're fighting for their playoff lives. So if you want a great place to watch the game with some great drink specials, fantastic food, the elevated sports bar menu, the next evolution of the sports bar. And Steve, get this. You won't pay for parking ever at Jeff. Ever, ever. That is, that is our guarantee to you. <laughs> We don't know anything, but we know you can't. You don't have to pay for parking at Jasper's. So go to Jasper's, everybody. Uh, we don't know but, if we're going to war, but we know we're not going to okay. pay to park at Jasper's. All right, you got the rec- Ukraine reference in the first five minutes. Well done, Steve Cavendish. Well done. All right, so like ratings to be topical and, <laughs> ratings and recommendations coming up a little bit later on in the show. So before we do that, of course, our conversation with A to Z Sports, Austin Stanley. 
Austin, welcome to the show, man. Good to see you. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just a Zoom life, right? So hop out of one, hop into the next, and uh, got one more later on today, but all good. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, squeeze us in, man. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, listen. Obviously, it's a big week for you guys. A to Z launching five more markets. You already had three. For those that don't know, uh, you already had Dallas and Kansas City that you added. So first of all, congratulations. And um, just sort of explain how, how it's all come together for you guys to go from the two of you guys doing a show in Nashville to now having eight markets covering, obviously you guys are, are primarily focused and branded towards the NFL, but just sort of, exp can you try to explain that journey at all in, in some succinct fashion? Yeah, sure. So we're, we're five and a half years into our company, A to Z media LLC. And so when we started this, it was trying to figure out how to stay relevant after our radio days. And then we started to figure out, that we can make money and we can turn this into uh, a full-time business, which we have. And I know we didn't make any dollars the first six to eight months of our business, but then probably I would say year two, uh, two to three is when we kind of have the light bulb go on that if this works in Nashville, Tennessee with the Titans fan base, with the Vols fan base, the Preds had just come off a Stanley cup run, which helps everybody. But if it works here, it's going to work in other NFL markets. Uh, and our whole model was, you know, Titans fans are looking for Titans coverage on their TVs and they're getting 30 second highlights from the game, maybe. Um, and they're not getting any of that coverage on digital. So we were able to fill the gap uh, that was missing from the national. And at that time, the radio stations hadn't even thought of going digital at that point, maybe some app streaming, but that was about it. And so we said, yeah, there's something here. And the visual live stream shows uh, are different. It's a different speed of sports talk. It's a different level of engagement. I think the more, um, the more dramatic you are as a human being, the facial expressions people like to watch, the, the back and forth that Zach and I have, it's, you know, we've been arguing with each other every day uh, of the week <laughs> for uh, almost 10 years <laughs> at this point, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, so it's been great. And then you know, we thought Dallas first and we launched Dallas officially full launch of Dallas last summer, um, where we have the two live stream shows, the morning show and the nighttime show with a team of writers. Um, and we had a game day show for the Cowboys in, in Texas live, which is like the biggest, most badass, like sports bar mall. It's literally, it can hold 5,000 people on game days and it's right across the street from the Cowboy stadium. So we, Weasel way into having a spot there at a brewery. And we had a former cowboy wide receiver on with our morning show host to do the pregame halftime and postgame show, just like we do in Nashville. Uh, and we've become profitable in Dallas in just six months, uh, which is great. Zach Bingham did a lot of groundwork there and that's awesome. Our sales guys caught a stride in Dallas and now we're looking forward and, and really it's about uh, the website is also where the light bulb came on too. And that's where our expansions focused on in the immediate is the website is we've found strategies and techniques on how to take uh, website content and put it into it in front of a lot of people on the internet to get a lot of website hits, a lot of engagement that drives revenue in a, in a completely different bucket than the direct sales of what uh, streaming shows can bring. And so, uh, yeah, so the, the launch of the five new cities in no particular order, Cincinnati, Chicago, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh, uh, so we are a fourth of the way to where we're going to be here in the next couple of years, which is all 32 NFL teams. So tell me how the, the 
the shows are structured in those markets and how do you find how do you find the right people in those markets yeah so how we got really lucky in dallas with how we found the two hosts there um we found will Steele, who is a youtube content creator in harrisburg pennsylvania uh working a city job you know doing clocking in clocking out going home and making youtube content a couple times a week uh, and we were able to find him and saw his passion, saw his skill level that he has. Uh, and we were able to, to structure a deal where we were able to offer him a full-time job, move him to Dallas. And now he hosts our morning show. Uh, and we found Mauricio Rodriguez in Chihuahua, Mexico, because he was speaking Spanish on Facebook Live, talking about the Cowboys. And we <laughs> Zoomed with him. And he also speaks really good English. So now we've got somebody who can bilingually cover the Dallas Cowboys, which is perfect for that fan base. And Mauricio does a great job. And those two guys are super talented, uh, super passionate and young and enthusiastic. And so now it's trying to you know, scan the internet and scan Facebook and scan YouTube to find other people who like Zach and I, like Will Steele, like Mauricio Rodriguez, uh, were young enough and, you know, wanting to do this full time, had the passion and the energy for it, but didn't have the financial outlet to be able to do it full time and really go create opportunities for people to do what they love full time. And we've done that uh, with our recent hires as well for our website managing editor, Evan Winter, and also Zach Reagan, who uh, both those guys just came on full time with us. Zach Reagan's been with us for four years now on a part time basis, but uh, being able to offer people full-time jobs to quit their other jobs to do what they love is pretty rewarding. Um, and you know, it's just going across the internet. Is there, so it sounds like I was, I was curious about the model because obviously when you yeah. scale, when you scale it, it's not just finding the right people. It's all the infrastructure and, and, and everything that goes along with it. So how, how many full-time employees does A to Z have right now? Officially uh, full-time employees. We have seven and that does not include, um, Zach and I, obviously, it, it doesn't include Buck Rising. Uh, he is not a full-time employee anymore with us with the zone situation and that uh, that negotiation. But <clears throat> but we've got uh, overall, we have 31. Uh, so most of them are contracted, part-time, working other jobs and doing their second job is a passion project for them. But yeah, we have seven full-time employees as of right now. And that number is probably going to continue to go, grow pretty quickly. How many does it take to get the city launched? Like you guys, it sounds like you had sales in Dallas. You had the hosts. You obviously, mm -hmm. you guys have all sort of the, 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 the tech and sort of the knowledge on how to spin it up. But when you go into Cincinnati as a new market, let's say, and you're looking to launch A to Z Cincinnati, what, what, what is the size and scope of that operation? Is it an affiliate of you guys or is it owned by you? Like, I'm just trying to, I'm not looking for legal. Uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just trying to understand the model. Yeah, it's owned by us. Um, so we find the host, you got the talent is the most important thing, right? This, the salesperson is probably second most important because you have to make money off of the talent, but the talent has to be good enough to make money off of. And so, you know, we're looking for talent currently. So if you know anybody in those cities, all right. <laughs> um, but we're looking for those talent. Uh, and then once we find them set up a deal and do we want to go morning show and primetime show to start like we did in Dallas and like we have in Nashville, because we were just morning show in Nashville for three years before we brought Buck on from 102.5 to be our primetime host. Right. And so, you know, we don't have to do the dual shows like we did in Dallas. It creates more revenue opportunities. Um, but you know, we can start with the morning show and then go find a salesperson. And so, 
uh, yeah, we own it full time and really, so the minimum probably, uh, two full-time employees and then maybe a, a group of part-time people to write content, to do social media, whatever it might be. But yeah, it's trying to figure out how to stay um, as skinny as possible when it comes to the finances to bring in revenue. I, I do know a really obnoxious Titans fan in Chicago. If you need to know, if you need yeah. someone, I think he's he already might- on the payroll. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've already got, uh, yes. Austin Huff does a great job. Uh, yeah. Uh, doing his country music morning show in, in Chicago is pretty funny. Yeah. I'm interested in the sort sort of like the scaling up kind of piece of this, because that this is where a couple of guys who did a great job with this thing and then you replicated it once, but now taking it five times here across these, across these markets, that's an incredible amount of detail to worry about. And, and it's, I mean, from a management point of view, you can't, this is, this is the chef problem. Mm-hmm. That you have a you have a chef who builds a great restaurant and then they build a second and then they build, you know, then all of a sudden they've yeah. got four or five more. That chef ain't in the kitchen every night. Right. You no, know, you know, you go to that, you go to that restaurant because of that person, but that person's not cooking your meal. And so I'm interested in kind of the the discussions you guys had about how do you build quality, how do you build something that 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 people want. But you can't be you. You can't put your fingerprints on it every single day anymore. No doubt, no doubt. And you know we have recipes just like the chef does. And the recipes are the recipes work, and they work across whatever. No matter what team you're talking about, no matter what city you're in. But every market is different, and every show is going to be different. Not every show is me and Zach yelling at each other about was it a, a bad move to move on from Jack Conklin or not, which is what we talked about this morning for way too long, way too heated, but not every show is that way. Will Steele has his different style in Dallas and we want that to be his. We want it to be him authentically. And same thing with Mauricio and, and Buck is the same way. Now, back when we trained Buck for this, we had a lot more time on our hands to really go deeper into that. Um, and Mauricio, we did a good job with this uh, around this time a year ago to really get him a lot of live reps to go through some things and to learn the recipes, but still make it yours. And, and so, yeah, like, of course we can't micromanage everything. We can't see everything, but we kind of can because it's all public knowledge. Every time you post on Instagram or post an article on Facebook or Twitter, or you go live, we can see it and we can see if you, if you mess something up or if you, you know, posted a, a link incorrectly or what can be tweaked for it with an image or a headline or whatever it might be. And so we can have those teaching moments, but a lot of times the teaching moments might come at a missed opportunity, but we, you can't win them all. You're going to have those missed opportunities where you could have done better here, but let's use it to say, okay, here's the tweak. Here's how you can maybe flip a little bit of your mindset to think of it in a different way. So you knock it out the next time. So you're a, a tr- you were you went to journalism you went to J school at UT right I just want to make sure yes. I got that because yeah, I think you yeah. said that on the last episode and so you you're you're sort of classically trained and you're a football guy and a sports guy and you're an opinion guy and you're a radio host and you're a talk show host and that's a very different skill set than hiring people business plan development sales reps like there's just it's a totally different part of your brain are, are you enjoying exercising all of that stuff do you still would you still rather argue about jack conklin for eight hours or 
Like how, cause it's, it's two very different skill sets. Yeah. I was also our, our accountant for the first four years. Uh, I'm no longer <laughs> the accountant, which thank God. Um, but yeah, so running the payroll, all that kind of stuff too. But you know, it is, it's, it's challenging because Zach and I are both very competitive people. And so we always want to see what we can do next and, you know, how, can I master something? And I'm far from mastering things, but can I, I, I think I can master headlines. I know how to, I know how to get somebody to engage in a show, in a live stream, in an article, in a Facebook, Instagram post. I know how to get people to do that, but yeah, it, it is different and more challenging to think about business plans. You know, we're working on NFL draft ideas and working on these next markets. And a lot of the, the thing about the expansion of the next markets is what makes football sense too. like, obviously Cincinnati wasn't on our radar in November when we were thinking of exp- and knowing we were going to expand for NFL free agency. Why did we expand March 1st? Well, it's two weeks before free agency. We're going to have another round coming up pretty soon for the NFL draft. And so it makes it's football sense and business sense combined. The Packers are on the list because we don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. And wherever Aaron Rodgers might go might be on the list in April. I don't know. Uh, so there's, it's, it's kind of a blend of both, but it definitely is fun and challenging, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I wake up every morning to do what I do because I love having those debates about the teams that I follow in my hometown. Right. So that's where the passion is, but it's a much bigger drive too when we've had the ability to look big picture at what this can become. What are the, what are sort of the foundational ingredients that you're referring to when you say, here's what we found works in Nashville. It's working in Dallas. It's working in, in other markets. It's why we're going into these other markets. It's not, it's a different chef every time, different host. Yeah. But, but what, what are the ingredients that you found that have worked? It's knowing what the fan, it's sim- similar to radio, knowing what the fans want to talk about, knowing the players they're interested in. Like for Kansas City, we learned they love Travis Kelsey love Tyron Matthew. They love Alex Smith. They do not like Tyreek Hill. And so don't post <laughs> Tyreek Hill stuff. It just good doesn't. Them. I know, them. right? Like I was thinking like, man, you'd think Tyreek Hill, like t- the 80 yard touchdown catches would do something, but no, you post a picture of Alex Smith wearing a suit. It blows up. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the Cowboys fans, they don't like Zeke either. Uh, but they love, and they also hate Jerry Jones. So you can play into that in a way. And so, you, you know, you figure out what these fans like and what they don't like. And we also know with the Dallas Cowboys, you can have an hour long live stream about the nickel and dime corner. And, and, and people are right there with you debating who they need to resign for a million dollars for a one year prove it deal. And it works. And so knowing the fan base is important and then trying to figure out how to, get an emotion out of them, get their opinions involved in your opinion. And if you can do that, ask them questions because fans, sports fans have opinions. If you ask them questions, they will give you answers. And so it's not trying to overthink things, but that's a couple of the recipes or the ingredients to the recipe. So we, we talked about this uh, more, more than a year ago, but just about kind of how you guys make money. I mean, you've got, uh, the the you guys are very aggressive about your sponsors on the live streams uh and and very uh you know you'll kind of go anywhere do anything kind of uh ha- kind of attitude with your sponsors which has been really successful for you mm-hmm. uh 
Um, but then you've also got this kind of web piece of it. How are you, are, are you guys selling against the web right now? At, what, what are you doing? In- so for the website, um, we had 14.3 million hits on our website in 2021. And uh, that was up from 10 and a half the year before uh, million. And so we've, over the last couple of years, we have figured out how much of a revenue gener- generator our website can be. Um, and so it comes from programmatic ads. Uh, there's, you know, everybody sees them, you know, if you, uh, all birds, I love all bird shoes and they're all over the website, <laughs> my own website, because I can't stop clicking on that website. So, um, so, <laughs> so for somebody who doesn't understand programmatic to give, give them like the, the, the high level 20 yeah, description. It's a, and I don't know the high level thing. Uh, I, yeah, I have, we have partnerships with a couple of different companies that help out with the programmatic for our website. And it's basically a bidding process. Um, and so our, our, um, audience on our website is basically 25 to 45 year old guys. And so anything that that age group of men like you're going to see on our website, you're also going to see, and it's always funny because you, you know, whenever you're on an article and you scroll to the bottom and you see like the earwax ad, that means you're doing really, really well. Like the earwax ad means (laughs) you're making a lot of money off of that article because everybody stops and like, God, that's gross, but I can't stop looking at it. And so when you see these targeted programmatic ads towards people like us, where you're going after the guys, you know, it, it helps a lot. And we're sports content and people it's passion. Like you're reading about your team. So you're going to be on the article for four to five minutes, a pop reading the whole thing. Uh, and so programmatic's a bidding system, right? So in milliseconds, it goes from, okay, this user from your phone is on this article about Derrick Henry. Uh, this user has engaged with Facebook ads about Allbird shoes and earwax or the Noxatril thing, whatever sucks the n- things out of your nose, whatever it might be, right? And so that will they win that bid, but they're going to pay higher than the company before them because they've got deeper pockets. And so we're going to benefit off of the programmatic ad systems also uh, a video player ad that we've uh, started a relationship with back towards the end of last summer. That's been great where now we, ha- we can have NFL style content on our website, but it's also in an ad player that helps us make more money. So we're dropping our hands in a couple different buckets for the programmatic website ads. I, I'm curious going back to when you guys sort of started selling it locally and you acquire sort of advertisers in a more traditional sense, the way maybe a radio salesperson would go out and acquire, build a relationship, you know, do the whole deal. Uh, I, I think over time, and I've worked for a lot of these companies that you've worked for a couple too, but like I've, I've worked for an old magazine company that there's mm-hmm. an old newspaper company and an old radio station and that they just didn't understand a, how to sell the digital space, but also advertisers didn't understand how to purchase in the adver- in, in the digital space either. But now we're starting to see marketing directors and use the word young to describe some of your talent on the air. We're starting to see marketing directors who are in control of those budgets that understand how have you seen sort of not the, the sales force, but the buying force? How have advertisers responded to the digital space over the five years that you guys have been doing this show? I'm assuming there's been a a large evolution process there. Oh, no doubt. Um, you know, I mentioned we didn't make a single dime for the first six to eight months. And then the first thing we got was a thousand dollars a month for three months. And we were like, hell yeah. Um, and it was a car dealership. And we had like maybe 
maybe two or 3000 total followers across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram was not even, a, we didn't even know what we were doing there at that point, but it definitely got easier. And people definitely know over the next few years after that, people knew they needed to advertise on social media and digitally, but they didn't know how to. And so we were able to use our creative juices to come up with something that made sense for them that could dip their toe in it, that they could be comfortable with it. And that we could show them engagement, show them numbers, results of X amount of people saw your brand in this video, in this post, whatever it is. And it's all about call to action. We, why we go so all out for our sponsors on our live streams is because you have to, you know, if you want it to be successful for you, it has to be successful for them. And so it's not being tied to a sheet of paper that says, you know, you're going to get 30 commercials a day for X thousands of dollars. And that's what it is. It's being able to be flexible, bend a little bit over, over, you know, sell a little bit and, and do what you can to make them happy. And then they'll hang out with you for a couple more years. Um, and so now it's to the point where we jump on calls and people are familiar with our brand. They follow us on Instagram. They know about us. They see us all over their Facebook feeds. They don't know how they see it all, all over the Facebook feeds, but we're there. <laughs> and so that helps a lot too, because now we have people reaching out to us uh, through ad agencies. Um, our website being as big as it has been helps too. Uh, so the brand recognition has really started to help us uh, make money there. So you had a competitive advantage when you launched because nobody else was kind of was, was doing this kind of digital show that's shifted. I mean, I can watch almost all of my sports talk on, uh, on a Twitter feed or uh, a, a YouTube feed or something else. Now, how does that, how does that change the the landscape for you? Because you're, I mean, you're not just not as unique as, mm -hmm. as you once were. Well, I mean, you can think about it a couple of different ways. You can say, yeah, there's more competition, but you can also flip around and say, well, just means more people are comfortable with watching what we're doing. And the fact that we've had the time to establish our ways of going about it and create that comfort level with the audience and that they know we're going to go live at 8 a.m. every weekday and Buck's going to go live at 8 p.m. during the primetime show. And, we're, you know, you start to establish that in Dallas, too. And and so I think it's, I think it's a benefit. And the fact that you don't, we don't have to be, Zach and I don't have to be in the same spot. We can be right where I'm sitting and he can be in his home office and we can flip on and go live. And nobody blinks at the fact that we're not together. Mauricio lives in Chihuahua, Mexico and covers the Dallas Cowboys. It does not matter where he's at. He can do great coverage, great shows from where he's at. I mentioned Zach Reagan um, earlier in the show, who's now our full-time senior writer for the website. He lives in North Carolina. Zach Reagan has worked for us for four years and I've still never met him face to face. <laughs> and, but it's okay. Like, it's like we can work remotely and people are comfortable with seeing people do live streams remotely. And so I think it's actually helped us. COVID um, allowed us to get um, more efficient with how we operated and we don't need to, now, at one point we were thinking, man, do we need a studio spot in Dallas? Do we have to like go rent some office space? No, we don't now. Like you don't have to worry about that at all. And so it's just trying to be as responsible as we can. Lamestream Sports is a podcast about Nashville sports media and business. 
And it is, in fact, brought to you by Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner. No, it's not brought to you by Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner. It is brought to you by who, Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner? <laughs> no, it's brought to you by me. I am the person <laughs> bringing you this podcast, yeah, with true. along with my good friends at Jaspers, the next evolution of the sports bar. And they are good friends. And uh, obviously, you know, Austin was talking about this in the interview, but the, the the love we have and the things we will do for our partners, endless, Steve, endless. There is no, we will go to the ends of the earth to make sure you know how awesome Jasper's is and how much we eat there and drink there <laughs> and don't pay for parking there. Never, ever. I've never paid for parking at Jasper's. It's amazing. They're, they're just, they're great like that. I mean, they take care of me. Death, taxes and free parking at Jasper's. The only definitive things you can guarantee in life are those three things. Well, and Deb Paquette's great menu. I mean, that's really a fourth, that's really that's kind true. of a fourth thing. I mean, you can lump that in with the free parking because okay. that's why you're going there and that that's that's the total experience. The great food, the free parking, you know, just just the general ambiance for a great place to watch a game. Uh, you know, they've got if you're a Preds fan right now, and by God, you should be. But uh, if, if you're a Preds fan right now, it's just the best deal out there. You, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a a ten dollar smash burger, a three dollar beer. Mm. I mean, it's 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 beer, burger, preds. I don't know what more you want, Steve. You don't have to sell it that hard, Steve. Steve, you are you you are a, a, an advertising savant here. As I was. Yes, selling that is selling, frequently what I am called. Well, no, I you know I'm selling the parking and and how certain it is and how definitive it is and and you suggested to the listeners that they should go to a restaurant because of the food. That's a new twist. I have not seen restaurants ever try to advertise like that before. Jasper's is breaking new ground here, cutting edge out here on the bleeding edge. <laughs> come come to Jasper's because our food is great. Imagine that. <laughs> Who knew? Go to Jasper's, everybody. This is gonna sound, this is gonna sound more negative than 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 I want it to be. Okay, <laughs> great. I'm, 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 I'm just gonna I'm just gonna preface this. But do you think COVID? Do you think COVID gave uh, outlets license to have crappier video feeds? I don't mean I don't mean this. In, like you don't have the you don't have the polish of a sports center studio behind yeah. you, but maybe that doesn't matter. It I mean, doesn't matter. I, 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 I think that's maybe something that we learned out of COVID is that, is that it is that people will be engaged with content. And you think that's fair? Yeah, it's fair. And we've, we've kind of said this the whole time is that if you go back and look at early live stream sports talk shows, um, what was that? There was a show ESPN. I think it was like with Pablo Torre and Bomani Jones. High Noon. It was something like yeah, that. Yeah. They were staring at each other the whole time, not looking at the audience. And why is somebody going to watch that? Why is somebody going to watch two guys stare at each other? And like you guys, it, it makes no sense. And so a lot of people overproduced live stream content where it's all about looking into the camera, which feels like I'm looking into your eyes. And that creates the connection. And so you don't need the bells and whistles. It's cool and all, but if you lose that engagement from, you know, eye to eye through a computer screen or a phone screen, then it's not going to work as well. 
Well, and and your Dallas show is very different from a production standpoint. Yeah. Than even your morning show. So g- give us a sense your your show that is. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys have done some work to sort of it, like touch up the graphic design and sort of make it a. You guys have done some really good work to make it look sharper and stuff. So I think it you, it seems like you're doing stuff. You're aware of it, but you you're not going to go too far to where it, it you know it, it screws up the product. Yeah, that that Dallas show, I recommend everybody go just go glance at it, especially you media nerds out there like go go watch it. And it's very different than what you guys do on your morning show. What What's the how many people does it take to run a show like that versus running your show? It's crazy. Will Steele, who hosts the Dallas morning show. It's all him, man. Like that, like that guy. When I I'm telling you, we there's found- no producer for that show at all. No, he has a and we have a graphic designer. So you were talking about how all of our graphics have been upgraded. They look a lot better than they did because previously the graphic designers were Zach and I, um, and what we could teach on a couple apps to, you know, Buck and some other content producers and social media guys and all that. But now we have a graphic designer. Uh, he's awesome. He came along with Will Steele in that situation with the Dallas morning show. And so he, he'll help out Will uh, with some graphics um, and some templates and stuff. But when Will Steele is live, it's him. And that's that's how talented that guy is. That's the type of stuff he was doing before A to Z with his show. And so we didn't want to change him. We didn't want to force him into what we are and what Zach and I show is. And so, you know, let him be him. You know, don't draft a running quarterback and tell him to throw from the pocket <laughs> 40 times a game. And that's exactly what we're doing with Will. And so you're right. Uh, the graphic designer has helped out quite a bit. His, his work is awesome, and uh, we're constantly throwing in more things to do, and he flips it around quick and has a good mindset for what we want to – what our identity wants to be with graphics, and so it's worked out really well. How, how – what, what is the future of just your show? You know, if you've got 32 different companies, essentially, I'm just going to call them yeah. companies for, for the markets here, and you don't want to overproduce it, but eventually you're making enough revenue to sort of – kickstart it or take it to another level or whatever the next stage is for that show does it always look the way it is is it are you got do you guys step away from content at some point like what's the i'm asking you to predict the future here austin yeah 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 (laughs) so the goal is for zach and i's lives to be less hectic and to have us do less crazy things like we there was one month a few years ago i think it was in april we were on location 15 days that month and doing broadcasts from car dealerships, from a a salon, uh, you know, workout studios, wherever the heck, whatever sponsors we had on that time, we were doing live shows from their spots because it was that valuable to have them be visible like that. We don't have time for that anymore. Like it's, it's, we have to make sure we can streamline our efficiency and not get too crazy and not, you know, waste time in a way with set up, tear down, driving somewhere. And so for the morning show, Zach and I will most likely try to keep it as simple as possible for that. You know, eventually, I don't know when this is, but yeah, eventually once we get to 32 teams and we're running this business, that's, you know, worth millions and millions of dollars. I, yeah. I, am I going to be able to host a morning show for Nashville to talk about the Titans five days a week, probably not. And I don't know when that's going to be. I, I want to do it as long as I can, because that's what I love to do, but I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that timeline is, but yeah, I mean, once we grow big enough, we're, we're going to have to go in other places 
to make sure the business runs how it's supposed to. So I'm, I'm sitting here kind of doing this in my head. Seven markets, 31 employees, uh, some Stripe contractors, part-time mm-hmm. or full-time, and no office space. <laughs> there's like no. no fit. There's like no physical A to Z sports anywhere. I mean, other no. than your house. Yeah, no, no, you don't need it. What, what we, what will we need it for? I mean, I, that, that to me, that, that to me is the is the really interesting sort of defining characteristic of of sort of digital media right now is that you, is that you can do these things remotely, that you can yep. do them and, and produce quality and not have, you know, and, and not have any of the traditional infrastructure that was necessary to build to build out these these networks before, uh, you know, before not, not even before COVID, but but before, you know, YouTube or whatever else became, became really big and, mm-hmm. and popular. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we can do it from, you get, you get a blank wall in your house. We can make it a <laughs> studio. Well, uh, and I, I'm not telling on you here because I'm telling on myself to some degree. If you just go to the secretary of state, you can probably find out exactly where all of us live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, was, yeah uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, every, basically the official mailing address is my house. So don't tell anybody, but yeah, I mean, but still, you know, it's, it's, we don't need anything like that. You know, our guys, we want our people to work efficiently. And so having to, it sounds ridiculous, but having to drive 20 minutes to an office there and back. So 40 minutes, that's 40 minutes of wasted time, in my opinion. So you can spend that time better. Let, let me ask, cause you mentioned about how everyone's sort of on location, like out in their own locations. You mentioned Zach and um, Rodrigo, these guys where they're working kind of from their houses. I, I part of how you guys have been so successful engaging w- with your audience here in Nashville, though, is also that you are on site, that you are at Titans practice. I see you out there every time I'm out there, you're out there, you're at, you know, whether it's a games as a fan or otherwise, you're there. You know, that's how you're grabbing all this content. I mean, you've told the story about the Tom Brady video, like you staked mm-hmm. it out for like 30 minutes. You're like, this guy is going to walk right here and I'm going to be standing here yeah. when he does. And then he's going to dog cuss Mike Vrabel. And and so you there is an element, though, of, of if you're trying to create engagement, especially on a social feed, that being there is incredibly valuable. How How do you jive those two things together where you've got a guy who's not anywhere near the team he's covering? trying to do the same thing that you do when you're actually at Titans practice all the time. No. And that's, that's important and it's not going to go away. Um, and so in these markets, as we're getting started, it's trying to figure out how we can establish ourselves, uh, get good relationships with some of the, the team's um, media relations people. And so that's the next goal in Dallas is to get credentialed for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, that's going to be a, a heavy feat just because they're pretty tight on that stuff. Um, they love you talk. They love talking about the Cowboys. Jerry loves people talking about the Cowboys, but you know, you have to earn your way inside the building. Now, a great thing we have is we have a Mavs writer in Dallas who goes to the Mavericks home games. And he's been doing that now for, this is his second season doing that. And so he's been able to go cover Luka Doncic and, and, and do that type of stuff to separate our Mavericks coverage there. And so it is, it is important. And so we will never in Nashville, not have a presence at Titans practice or at the Preds games. Um, you know, Vols are a little different just because we're Nashville specific, but the Vols are a big part of our coverage. But yeah. It, it, and social media is huge there. And we can talk about TikTok for a second. TikTok took off for us this past training camp because 
and I was experimenting with it at Titans camp um, for those couple of weeks. And you post a picture of AJ Brown making a one-handed catch on air in a practice Jersey and boom, hundred thousand views. Uh, I don't know how, but it did it. And so now we've been able to grow our TikTok there. And how can we repurpose all this other content uh, that we get at practice in ways that can create revenue? And so it separates us from a social media standpoint. That's how we can grow our following by having that high quality video or high quality coverage of practice events or games and pregame and postgame locker rooms, if that ever comes back. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely important to have credentialed access because that creates credibility. And luckily in Nashville, we were able to keep that credibility um, starting this company because the relationships we had created when we were with the radio station and being able to use those, you know, relationships that we earned to still have the credentials for the Titans and the Preds. So TikTok, I'm fascinated by because my sister-in-law and and she's basically been trying to convince the entire family, like from 80 years old down to like five-year-olds, like this, this, you, you all need to be on here. And it seems like a very logical progression because Instagram is just Facebook without the words. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the next logical step to Instagram is, is moving pictures, which of course is what TikTok is. So is, is there another step beyond that for people? Because like, frankly, Facebook has already lost the market for young people. They don't even have young people on their platform anymore. Is YouTube the end result where the stickiest website in the world is where, is where we're all going to live? You know, Steve doesn't have a cable subscription. He's a YouTube live, you know, viewer. Mm-hmm. Is, is there something past TikTok or is TikTok the, the logical end conclusion of our social media consumption? So this is where Zach could take you down this crazy turn of what he thinks is going to happen. And, and if he joins you guys in the future, I'll, I'll let him kind of, you definitely earmark this so you can ask him this, but what he thinks is it will be the metaverse and where it's all virtual reality. And so it would be us all in the same room. (laughs) And, and he has a lot more that he can go into. Like he sounds crazy and he is a little bit, but I, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, at some point we'll get there. He sounds like Um, Adam Silver is what he sounds like. (laughs) Or Zuckerberg. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, you know, TikTok has been interesting to follow how it grows. I actually love TikTok. I think it's great. I think it's highly entertaining. It's quick and you can scroll easily and things that are trendy pop up in front of you that you wouldn't have found out in any other way. And so I don't know how much money we can make off of TikTok at this point. We need to continue to grow it, um, but it's definitely going to be a part of what we're doing in the future. I want to ask you to, to kind of wrap up here, just the the coverage that you're doing uh, encourages engagement and, and virality. It, it, and it, but it, but it's a specific type of coverage that does that. I mean, there, there deeper coverage or more meat and potatoes sort of things are less likely to are less likely to take off uh, on a web story or, or even as a, you know, even as audience engagement in the middle of a live stream. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that, do you think that that's good, bad, or indifferent? Um, I think it's, it's indifferent. I mean, I like the stories that you're talking about, the deeper stuff. Luke Warsham wrote a great story uh, a couple of weeks ago um, about the uh, Titans fan of the year, Stephanie. 
And it was, he went and interviewed a bunch of the ladies of the Titans Twitter and it was great. And it did it. Okay. You know, it didn't do what we would do if we talked about what John Robinson said about potentially drafting a quarterback <laughs> the other day at the combine, but it did. It's more of like, you need to hit home runs with those type of viral type content, like you're talking about, but you need the good stuff to, to keep people grounded. And Luke did a great job with that. It took him, I don't know how long it took him to do that, but you can toss those in every once in a while. And as long as you create your own credibility and have the audience that comes back every day to read your stuff, then they'll start to care more about the deeper things, but you kind of have to hook them with the, uh, the quick hitting news stuff. So uh, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate your time. Obviously, you're very busy. And, and if you can't spend 40 minutes in a car, you certainly shouldn't be spending 40 minutes with us. But um, we, we do. We do. Appre- <laughs> we do appreciate it. Um, f- football is obviously your your main main focus in all these markets that you're going to and, and certainly was your main driving force for what you guys accomplished here in Nashville and are still accomplishing. I know for a fact you listened to, to the, inter- the interview with Fitzy uh, a couple yep. of weeks ago on the show. And yeah. he, he told a really fascinating story to, to us about sports center Snapchat and how they just don't care about football. They don't care. It is 13 to 25 year olds are NBA preseason highlights, you know, whatever. I recommend going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on football as the dominant force that we have all assumed it to be for as long as any of us can remember and, and the future of that, that location in our consumption as, as young people are aging into the guys you're trying to advertise towards. Yeah, it's interesting. I think football, and I'll, I'll, I can use myself as an example, as you get older, you have less time to, to consume sports. There's 82 games in the NBA. There's now 17 in the NFL. I have a lot. It's a lot easier for me to follow the, the 17 games and the 82 game schedule. And when I was in high school, when I was in college, loved the NBA was all over it. Huge Lakers guy. I watched the Smush Parker years, right? And I was watching, I was in Eastern time in Knoxville watching the 10.30 p.m. tip-offs out in L.A. But, you know, now I don't, I, don't, I bet on the NBA, <laughs> but I don't watch the games. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, it's interesting to see what happens with this generation now that we can track them digitally of how do they age? Do they age and still hang on to the NBA 82 games a year? Or do they start to kind of do like I did and go to where you, what you have time for. I think the NFL is not going anywhere. And the NFL is 12 months a year. Like they have the, they have, they have an event, something happening in all 12 months, mini camp in June, training camp starts in July. There's a little dead time in there. Super Bowls in February, dead time after that. Boom. March massive combine free agency draft OTAs, everything. And so you can't beat that. And the NBA is huge. It's probably second, but it's a distant second to what the NFL is. And uh, it's just, uh, it's a lot. It's a, it's, it's a moneymaker. People are not going to go away from it. You look at the TV ratings, the graphic that came out a few weeks ago, the top 100 watch things on TV were like all NFL games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think football is the biggest thing here. I think one last thing and you just reminded me of it. Um, how many how many of the the sites where A to Z is is there sports gambling in those states? Right now, <clears throat> there are you know obviously Tennessee, uh, Texas, and Florida don't have it. Uh, Ohio is coming up soon for yeah. Cincinnati. 
Um, it's definitely a big part of it. And Texas, I would love for Texas to legalize <laughs> that, but I think it's going to take some time. Um, Kansas City's weird because it's like split states. And so you don't really know how that's going to work out. But we've got some other plans for sports betting. We've got solid partners in, with sports books that are looking to grow with us. And so we were told by a specific sports book to hurry up. Um, last time we talked to them. So hopefully we can uh, meet their needs and hurry up. <laughs> if we, if we can just get the governor of New York, it was it the or the mayor of Buffalo to understand exactly where Kansas city is located. That'll be a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Austin, thank you, man, so much. Uh, obviously you and Zach, uh, congratulations on all the success. Uh, we, we enjoy the stuff, keep up the good work and, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for your time, man. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. That was Austin Stanley, the A in A to Z Sports, of course. You can, uh, you, you, if you just open the internet, he's there. Uh, I would tell you where to follow him and where to find him and where to find their product, but essentially it's it's everywhere. It's just all over the place, no matter what feed you're on, no matter what timeline, doesn't matter. Austin and Zach are there, A to Z is there, and now they're going everywhere else too in America. So there you have it. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the how the growth of this company goes i mean they, they say they want to be in every nfl market they want to be they they think that the nfl and you know, this is this is not an un this is not an unshared opinion uh they think that the nfl is america's pastime that that is the driving force in sports talk i mean i think you know, the last time last time we were talking to hutton here uh you know a few weeks ago i mean that's that's the view of sports talk and I, you know, it's a, it's a smart strategy and, you know, can they, I'm interested to see how big it can be and if they can really sort of get everywhere. Um, but this, and, and, and how it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what you were asking him there about their show and yeah. where that is in a year or two years, if they're going to continue to try to grow at this clip, because they're, I get news for you. I mean, if you didn't have any time right now, <laughs> wait till they add 10 more markets. Yeah. Wait till, I, wait till they get to the, you know, wait till they get to the, the, the league maximum. You know, I, I am, and I'm also fascinated with like that, that comment from Fitzy a couple of weeks ago on the show has just like, I don't know why it's one of those things that like, it's an earworm. I can't get it out of my head. And, and I think Austin's right. Cause I, I'm the same way. I had two small kids. They're three and five and I'm 39 now. And I just don't have as much time. And as a diehard football fan, I'm probably never going to move from football. But what happens is, is I stopped watching baseball games in the summer, right? It's also why I like soccer. It's two yeah, hours. Baseball's doing a pretty good job of that right now. Yeah, right. Taking care of that right now, too. But, but part of the reason soccer, I think, has some staying power is because it's two hours. It's yeah. once a week. It's in the summer when no, very few things are happening big time in the sports world. So I think there, there's a place for soccer, especially with the growth. You look at the, the TV contract for the EPL, for example, American interest in the sport has never been, been greater. But they are, A to Z, is all in so hard on, on football. And you said the same thing with Hutton and Outkick. They're doing the same thing. I, I'm curious if Austin is right, that it is just as you age, you don't have time. I'm also curious if it's why the NBA is talking about a 56-game schedule. Like this is, this is there, there's so many big market forces at play with these conversations that are just absolutely fascinating. And if you listen to Austin's partner, Zach Bingham, we're all going to be doing it with a headset on in the same room. I'm never going to wear one of those goddamn headsets. Never. He, I, he's, I, he's not wrong though. 
uh, what what uh, we're we're doing a live show in a fake arena with fake people watching. That's what I'm, that's what's gonna happen, and you know it. <laughs> I, I'm the NBA thing though, and, and and I've been I've been thinking about this a lot since Hutton was on, and and, and I wonder, and and I think he's. I mean, I think there's a, there's a big element of truth to it. I also wonder if because of where we are and have no NBA team here, what if there is a easy don't talk about John Morant that way. I mean, I, look, man, you can try to bring Memphis to Nashville together all you want. I, they're they are three hours apart and and, and might as well be a million miles. Jaw is going to win Nashvilleians over one person at a time, one dunk I, at a time. I mean, I, I <laughs> look, he keeps dunking over seven footers. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, you talk I mean, about you. Austin just talked about this. I can post a picture of AJ Brown on TikTok catching a football against air and it gets me a hundred thousand. John ja, ja Moran is doing this on social media. I'm just saying, but, I, but I want, but I wonder how much of, uh, of what they're talking about is sort of recency or, or location bias because we're not an NBA market. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the, the NBA is a, the NBA is such a force and like, you know, we, we keep talking about Fitzy's quote, but I mean, the NBA is such a force, particularly among teenagers. Uh, and they're going to grow, you know, 10 years from now, they're going to be they're going to be in their 20s and 30s. Yep. And my guess is they're not walking away from that NBA uh, fandom. I don't think so either. The, the key is going to be how much is served up to them. And, and is Snapchat just what we all use at that point? And even 70 year olds are just on Snapchat all day. You, you know, what I mean, like it's it's also about our habits changing as well as we age. So fascinating stuff with, with Austin and, and A to Z sports, just watching them take off the way they have is has been fun to watch and, and, and frankly fun to study. So uh, they're very, very smart, very, very hardworking, and uh, they do a great job. So go check them all out. Ratings. Ratings here, Steve. Hit me. NASCAR number one. I am so disappointed in you basketball fans. I don't even know where the race was. It doesn't even say in my email. All these ratings courtesy of Mark Binda, News Channel 5. Rubbin <laughs> is racing. I don't like it when you say that. Na <laughs> it just says NASCAR 3.9. Don't even know where it was. Uh, normally, it's like in California or something in week two. SEC basketball, Kentucky and Arkansas. Daytona. No, no. Daytona was two weeks ago. Remember? Yeah. Pulled, pulled like an eight. Settle down. Oh, Jay. that's right. Uh, SEC basketball, Kentucky, Arkansas, 3.8. That was a great game. A build up to the next one. SEC basketball, Auburn, Tennessee, 3.6. Here we go. The very first time we have mentioned this calendar or this sports year, an NHL game. Number four, it took it took 70,000 people being at a stadium for this game to rate 2.9 Tampa and Nashville, 2.9. That means more people were in the stadium watching the stadium series game than we're watching at home on television in Nashville, because that's about what, 35,000 people or so watching 30,000 people. There were more in the building, Steve. Households. House. Sorry, households. That's a fair point. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not untrue. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's also, I mean, it, it, it's also was also more accessible because it was a, it was not uh, on the lonely island that is Valley Sports. That's also true. Yeah, SEC basketball, LSU, Kentucky, two point eight. So, um, not sure. We'll, we'll get ratings. Normally, we get ratings through the Stanley Cup playoffs, so we'll continue to do this. But just th think about the numbers we were talking about in the fall where it's 29 for the Titans game and a 14 for the Tennessee Volunteers and an 11 for Alabama. And now we're talking about 
an outdoor first ever game in the history of our city pulling a 2.9. So just just want to point it out as we just got done talking about <laughs> the power of football <laughs> and the power of the NFL. Uh, recommendations, Steve, what do you got for the good folks this week? So my recommendation for you this week, we talked a little bit about Ukraine last week and tried to maybe give you some resources that uh, you thought would we thought would help. Uh, I got another one for you this week. You should, if you're on Twitter, you should be following uh, Julia Ioffe, I-O-F-F-E, and her Twitter handle is Julia Ioffe. Um, she's been a she's been a reporter, a foreign affairs kind of reporter for a while. She's based in D.C. now, but she grew up in the Soviet Union, was born in the Soviet Union, grew up in Russia kind of during the transition years, and has has a lot of context kind of back and forth. She's just a very, it's just a very informative feed. Um, she's she's been all over kind of cable news and other places as they've been trying to kind of bring in experts. Uh, but I, I like, I like scanning through her feed because, uh, and she works for an out, outfit now called puck news, which is a recent startup. Uh, you know, they just, they just did a piece on, on how to kind of contextualize the atrocities that we're starting to see where the Russians have started, started targeting civilian, uh, uh, civilian hospitals and apartment complexes and whatever else. But how do we contextualize that against like what we saw in Syria, what we saw in, uh, in, in other places. Uh, and, and she's just, she's just really, really smart. So if you want to follow somebody that's smart about a thing that's happening right yeah. now, go follow Julia Afi. I mean, you, you won't be, you won't be sorry. I, I am. I am fascinated with how long the, the cable news media, I don't think, the good folks on the ground are going to change. I am fascinated with when the interest starts to wane. I'm always interested in when the the cycle sort of the new cycle starts to, and like, I don't, I don't know if it takes like there being more terrible things. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the cable news monster sort of has to be fed and it gets like, like when quickly like, and like, when do people I mean, their, attention, their and, attention span? Right. That's all being, being short. I, you know, I, I think there's starting to be a little bit of separation right now. And I, and I mentioned this last week and I think it's true too. You know, if you, if you watch a lot of cable news, if you're God, watching, God, God bless you, God bless you. But, but if you watch a lot of yeah. Fox or MSNBC, you're watching a lot of talking about the news. Yeah. If you're watching CNN right now, you're watching news. I mean, you're watching they have they have so many resources committed and on the ground in the Ukraine right now yeah, yeah. that it is just it's just stunning. I was listening to an interview with with their their chief uh, their chief uh, international correspondent, and she was she was talking about the logistics that are involved because you know you see her on air and show, but but she said you know for me there's like ten people behind me, yeah. and it's people making sure that we still have food, that we still have water, that we still have all these things. There's all, there's someone at all times looking like calculating the risk to see when they should get out of Kiev. There's, there's, Um, there's a fixer and a driver and a photog and, you know, all all, the translator, maybe like on and on down the list of stuff. So so, I'm just curious in general, not even necessarily like you know, breaking it up by channel, but just in general, you know, again, the Af- the pullout of the Afghan war had some of the most insane visuals that we have seen on news media, cable news media in a long time. And it's like that thing just like 
Reina but here's and that was it. So I'm just, here's, I'm just curious. But here's the difference, and 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 I think there's so there's a critique out there right now that that we're a lot more invested in this because white people are dying, and I and I don't and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that critique because and I think there's there's certainly something to it because it's we Europe. stopped we stopped caring about we stopped caring about Syria and we stopped caring about Afghanistan and whatever else really quickly. Yemen. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we no, don't this care is, at this all. Is, of, this is Europe, uh, Steve. It's Europe, and, and so and so. Uh, so big predominantly white audiences can identify with other people that, that look like them in Europe. Uh, I also think that because the Europeans are affected, it, it, it changes the calculus a little bit, but here's the other big thing after the pullout in Afghanistan, I mean, nobody here was affected by that. Your gas prices are going up. Your, uh, the 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 price of wholesale goods as it gets affected by a shock in energy prices is going are, are going to go up. Yeah, there will be an effect from this war in America, and so I think that's going to lengthen the attention span of right. of, of all of the all the kind of cable news operations much longer than it would be if it were if it were something that were kind of relatively isolated and oh, we don't have any more good pictures. So we're going to move on you, to something you, else. You mean like China rounding up a certain cross section of the population and putting them the all into one yeah. place. Okay. Just, just throwing it out there. Um, uh, all right. Just a, just a question again, not no commentary on the war or, or anything. Just curious uh, about that. And I agree with almost everything you just said. So uh, I will also, I mentioned pod save the world last week on, on, on uh, this show. And then they had an interview with a woman, a, a correspondent in Kiev, who has to, you can hear an explosion in the middle of an interview. Yeah. That, that is, that, that shit is nuts. Okay. So go listen to the, that podcast. They have interviews with people that have been escorted out of Ukraine. Like they, I can't recommend that show enough right now for this particular topic. Uh, I am going to end the show, however, on a very different note, if you're okay with that, to try to lighten the mood and end with like a fan favorite here instead of like a really heavy tune. Is that if okay? this is if this is if this is Netflix reality television, then nope. I'm going to cut this thing off now. Nope, it's not. It's not. It is totally shameless, though, which is also a great show. But that's on Showtime. Tim Sullivan and Wes Bowling, Nashville SC is underway. They came away with one of the biggest wins in the entire in the entire league over the first weekend. Uh, they will have some big news and a nice little announcement coming for you guys next week. On their podcast, the Club and Country podcast, it is the best podcast covering Nashville SC soccer. And I just thought I'd plug it one more time on this on this show because they've got some news coming for you on next week's episode, and it's very exciting for for, was Wes, a- and, for Wes and Tim. They do amazing work. They work really really hard. They love you guys who listen, and uh, you should check out the show because soccer's here, baby, and that stadium is coming in a couple of weeks. It was fun. it was a fun watch party, four forty watch party at ML Rose last weekend. That's right. Uh, was was we had it we had just a go ball. to Jasper's <laughs> go to Jasper's uh of course it's always nice uh it, you always have more fun when there's a win um I I retweeted this kind of back in my feed earlier this week Wes's call Wes was on the radio call and Wes's radio call was great yeah I mean great. it was really really great uh he just kind of encapsulated sort of the whole thing which is really funny because I had been looking for highlights after I got home and all I could find was the Seattle feed. And in the Seattle feed, Casey Keller is like on this meandering (laughs) discussion about something that happened in like the CONCACAF champions league on a Thursday night. And then like the goal happens and they like talked all over each other. It was a terrible call. 
But way to go, Wes. Well done, Wes. Way to go, Wes. And as Wes and Tim will tell you, it's a podcast with two people that have covered their Nashville SC soccer more than anyone else in their respective fields. And they'll they'll let you know about it. But they do a great job. They work really, really hard. And they got a cool announcement coming for you guys coming up next week on the show. So Club awesome. and Country Pod, they had Jamie Watson on this past week. It was a great, great interview, great episode. So go check it out. Uh, we do appreciate it. For Austin Stanley and Steve Cavendish, my name is Braden Gall. Follow us all over the socials. I don't even know why I say rate, review, subscribe, and all that stuff because everybody knows this is, a, this is a podcast. They know what to do. So go do it. And go to Jasper's because it is a great place to watch any and all of your sporting events in Nashville, Tennessee, and the parking is free. So thank you guys all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. This has been Lamestream Sports here on the 440 Sports Network.